I'm encouraged. And you're going to leave encouraged tonight because I really feel like God wants to open up some things to us in, in regards to the timing of God. Um, Dan, you can put that first one right up because we'll just get some, uh, we'll get some visuals going. There we go. The timing of God. Which one's God's timing? Started thinking some things. I'm, I'm going to give a, I'm going to give you my prophetic history as up to our our prophetic history as a ministry, what's what's happening, so that we'll understand and know we'll be able to step into some new things because I'm really expecting some incredible things in the days ahead, like in the very near future, like by September. Okay, but I look at this and I was looking for for graphics for. For time, and this was the first one that came up. I said, "Wow, that's a lot of that's a lot of watches right there, God." And, and I'm thinking, as we sit in this room right now, it's like we all have have these time, you know, these timepieces, and each one each one of us carries one, right? Uh, God has specific times and seasons He wants to do things in our lives, right? And He's trying to pull us into the now time with Him. You know that, right? He's trying to pull you into the, to the now with him. And so we're not behind, you know, one says 5 or 10 or whatever that says. And then that next one below says a different time. And the whole idea is this. And, and how many believe, right? You see this other clock that's up close that's blurry? It's a different time. And so God has different timings and seasons on things that he wants to do. And he gives it to us in pieces, right? He gives us pieces. Everyone in this room has received something from the Lord and you're believing for something from the Lord. Or am I talking to the wrong crowd tonight? Every one of us in this room, I believe, has promises from God that we want to step into, that God desires that we step into. But the reality, ready? I'm going to hit a home run tonight. I know I am. We'll get there. And you're going to have to bear with me. So ready? We need to be alert tonight because I'm going to go through a lot of things. I'm going to share a lot of dreams Right? I, it's going to sound like I dream a lot, but it's really over like 10 years of dreams. So it's like only three. <laughs> so, but God's good because he, he lines my life up with certain things so that I can, I didn't have understanding of things till, te, you know, like last year on some of this. And so all of a sudden there's a convergence. And I want you to believe with me because I'm going to use myself as a prophetic picture, okay? And this ministry as a prophetic picture because Come on, we're all in the boat together, are we not? And some of you that are visiting, that's okay. If you're not in the boat, you can get in the boat anytime. But you have your own prophetic time clock that God wants to bring you into, and he wants to complete. He wants you to be on time, right? So there's, there's a few different words for time, and I just want to talk about the Kairos time tonight because that's when we converge. And chronologically, Kronos, right? Chronologically, we're, we're in a timeline, right? God is outside of time. You know that, right? Like he, the Bible says he knows the beginning from the end, right? <laughs> but unfortunately, well, fortunately, he's outside of time. He's, he's outside of everything that's happening. And he knows the times and season we're supposed to step into, right? Like I was talking about the sons of Issachar a few weeks ago. And I believe this, that the Lord wants to show us he wants to give us a picture so that when we, we all are together and these clocks, 
these timepieces, these pocket watches, are all in synchronicity. Some are out of sync, but that's okay. Say it's okay. It is okay because God knows when your timing is supposed to be complete and when you're supposed to step into the next season, doesn't he? And so we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be in the right place in the right time. And I know this, if we just obey, if we hear, and I'm going to show you, it's, it's really, listen, I stumble upon this stuff. It's crazy, right? But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of reel into a, a word I received, and I realize it's almost, it's going to be from Lou Engle. It was, we received a word that was in 2016. That's scary to me. I was going through my stuff, and it's in, in, you know, it's in my voice memos, and it's August 16. And I'm like, <gasps> like I'm out of, I'm, I'm disobedient to this word three years. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, it's not. It's God because we got to step into things, right? But I'm going to share this. And you listen, some of you have heard some of this stuff. Some of you will hear some things again. But all, I promise you, by the end, it'll hopefully all make sense. And in, in at least my mind, it'll make sense. <laughs> no, and, and I believe that the Holy Spirit's going to really release some things for us tonight. Because I, I believe that the Lord wants to reset our clocks tonight. Okay? Wants to just reset and places where we feel like we've been out of sync or out of, out of synchronization with the Lord. The Lord is going to put us in synchronization with Him. And we're just going to believe that tonight, right? Corporately, God can just do that in a moment. I believe that. Because all it says is brand new. Like, God, I'm, I'm ready right now. Whatever you want to do. And uh, so I'm just going to read this. And we were in the midst of... Uh, uh, 110 at um, North Point. Yeah, help me with my stories. And this was a few years back, but um, Lou Engel was there speaking, and I, uh, we received a word. And honestly, the, the Holy Spirit just hit the whole row, right? It was like everyone wanted to hit the deck, right? And I, I just felt like the presence of God was was all over it, and, and he just began to speak these words. He said, all night long I was drawn to you. There's something possessing your heart, which he, you know, this whole awakening message, and this is what he was talking about. It was talking about awakening New England, awakening in the birthplace of, of, of where it first began, and, and something's possessing your heart, and there's greatness written on you, and I, please, I, I have a hard time with just even conveying some of this because of, it sounds, anyway. I'll just go, all right? I'll, I'll stop making excuses. There's great and written, written on you as a father for New England, something written on your life. Whether it's funding, we'll take that, or whether it's mass extension of influence, I felt this message was for you, and, and we have the message, and I, I listened to it again, but I, I don't know who you are, but there's something of a gravitational pull that will release the grace for leadership and for fasting into mighty, mighty breakthrough for the dreams of God to take the big risk. Keep going. Even now, your decision making, you're in de decision making times. Safety beckons on your door, and faith beckons on the other. Come on, how, about, how many? How many know Lou Engel, right? How many know Lou Engel in this place right now? It's like he's rocking and he's, you know, <laughs> giving me this and that, just. Someone hit the deck next to me, and <laughs> my wife went into a total convulsion. And uh, no, I got Chris over here, and then you going, rah, you're like, my wife is off the charts. 
I was like, what is happening right now? Everyone's coming unglued because God was on it, right? And then just this last part, to lead a generation out of darkness, but by a prophet, they'll be led out of Egypt, and by a prophet, they will be sustained. Give us prophets in the, ki- in the kingdom that can lead us out. Just a little bit of weight on that word, right? Like, ministry, I was sitting here thinking, you know, as I'm meditating on this, I'm thinking ministry is so performance-based. If you're not, if you don't know who you are, it can be very performance-based. Like, am I getting it done? Am I hitting the right chords? Am I doing the right thing? Am I pulling the people where they need to be? You hearing me? Or you know who you are and you just go with what God gives you. Because, like, I can't do this without the Holy Spirit and neither can you, right? God, God wants to use us and he, he wants us to be dependent upon him not to get, not perform and get something done, but to just enter into what he called us to do, Right? And so the Spirit of God is, is just speaking that. And so I'm saying this now because I'm, I'm going to give you, ready, we're going to keep going. Because I feel like when I received that word, I was like, oh, what are you, what are you saying? You leaving my job? What, am, what are you saying? Like, do I just leave everything and follow you? Yeah, that's the gospel. Yeah, it is. It is. But in, in the position I was, come on, just can't cut, 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 cut. Or I could have, right? But here, I'm just telling you this because now three years later, is it three or four? It's three. Three years later, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, God, here we are. It was like the Holy Spirit says something. How many know that prophets speak things and God will give you something that may not come to pass for 10 years? I'm going to share a dream in a second because the dream has everything to do with this and to something that, that God wants to pull us into, pull us into as a ministry, pull us into as a people, pull us into as a region, really, pull us into as a country, okay? And, and there's, there's something that the Holy Spirit wants to do, and so he wants us to make decisions. He wants you to decide. And really, everything hinges upon your decisions, right? We make righteous decisions. We make contemplative decisions. We make, come on, we, we make decisions based on where we think we're supposed to go and end up, right? And so the Spirit of God was just beginning to unravel this in my life. And this, this whole thing of awakening is just, it's in, it's in me, right? This whole thing of, of regional awakening, the whole thing of, of this, it, how many, can I ask? I put up uh, on, on the Facebook page the Charlie Champ prophecy. How many listened to that? Because if you didn't, you should. Really, you really should. That's the one you posted. Yeah, yeah, the earthquake one. It's only 17 minutes, but you really should listen to it because it's got everything to do with what, about where we're going in, in like the next 10 years. And we have to believe. This is why I'm saying all this tonight. Ready? Because we want to believe for big things for the, for, for the Holy Spirit to do in, in the nation. Right? God's moving all over the earth. He's moving in America. But come on, it seems like a trickle compared to what it can be. You know, when you hear reports, when I go to the Philippines, when we go overseas, we see this mass miracles, all kinds of crazy things happening. And then we come back here and it's like, it's happening. But not like that. You know what I'm saying? And the hunger level's not there. So we need to continue to 
press in to heaven to hear exactly what he's saying. So I'm going to share a dream with you from 2008. All right? And I've said this before, but some of you, it's a repeat for some of you. So just listen to me. And really, it, was, I was, it had everything to do with, with what happened last year at Awaken the Dawn. And I'm going to explain in, in, in the back end of this. But I had a dream that I was with Todd Bentley outside of old, rec, old abandoned theater. And the thing was fenced off. Anyone know who Todd Bentley is? If you don't, it's okay. He's kind of controversial, but he, he loves Jesus, and he, he moves in miracles. So God's, God's using his life in incredible ways in the midst of, you know, fumbling and bumbling and doing, uh, you know, things that have happened in his life. And, and the Holy Spirit uses him immensely. But it's a picture of something that the Lord wants to release. So I'm saying this because we went into this abandoned place. Are you with me? So it's outside the, this theater, and we went into the theater. He went in one way, I went in the other, and we sat in the theater, and I knew the exact place where we sat. Like, I can remember the dream, like it was night vision. That's what it was, all right? We sat down in this place, the two of us on one side of the auditorium, and one, one the curtain opened up, and the glory of God began to open. And it was the manifold presence of, of the glory. And I sat there, and I leaned over to Todd, and I said, what is that? He, he said, that's the glory of God. And then a voice came from behind us and said, it's the greater glory. Yeah. And I said, when I, look, we look, I looked back, and it was a man from 1947 named William Branham. And when that, when it, that statement came, then the, then the glory of God began to open and manifest even greater and unfold. And I'm saying all this to say, when we were invited to go to do Awaken the Dawn, um, they, were doing the they were doing the beginning and the end at the Audi. How many know where the Audi is in Concord? It's like an old theater. <laughs> well, I walked in there, and I was like, I began to shake and tremble. And I didn't know what was going on. And, uh, and I, I, went, I looked in, and they were having some, when, when we got there at first, because Annette was just showing us the place, I looked in, and I could see the curtain in the back, and I said, uh-oh, I've been here before. And this was just, this was pre, this was before the, the whole uh, Awaken the Dawn had taken place. She was just showing us. We were there praying. And we went in, I said, I, I, all of a sudden I disappeared, and I went up into the, into the uh, balcony, and I looked. And it was, it was the theater I was in. It was the theater I was in. Now, I love this. Because I can't make this stuff up. Uh, so the presence of the Lord hit me, and I was like, wow. And so we were supposed to close off in there. That was my portion. Noah was opening it, Noah uh, Wells. And um, anyway, I knew that I knew that we were in a date for destiny. I knew it. I knew it. Didn't matter who turned up. Didn't matter even, and I shared some things that I'll sh I'm going to continue to share tonight. Things about the, the Great Awakening. Things about uh, George Whitfield. Things that, things that pertain to what's already in the land. But what I didn't know before we went there is that Concord did never receive George Whitfield. I'm going to get to the end of this. Concord would not receive the Awakening. The capital of New Hampshire 
would not receive the awakening message, would not receive him. A lot of churches wouldn't receive him. But I just, as I, just as I go, so the two things I want you to see is that God showed me two things. First, about the prophet evangelist, both Todd Bentley, both uh, William Branham, they were both prophet evangelists. They were people who do mass crusades. They were people who do big events, stadium events. Todd, Todd Bentley's after it again. He's after America. He's after, come on. And so there's something significant about just seeing that because the greater glory is coming to the region. I promise you this. I'm saying all this, bear with me, because there's going to be a lot of details, and I want you to follow me, and I'm hopefully I'm, I'm articulating things well so that you can take hold of it. But there's something that the Lord wants to reveal in that. And so we are, we are invited to go to this event, Awaken the Dawn. This was in September, and I was with Lisa, Callie, Victoria, and uh, Jesus Rodriguez and his wife, and we had gone on this treasure hunt, so give me the next picture. And we were looking for the place, and this is, can you read that? You can, it's pretty clear. Wow, I was surprised, because on my phone it didn't look that clear. <laughs> this is where George Whit Whitfield preached his last sermon. September what, 29th? Seventy. So here's the deal. We go through all the events. I realize this now. I realized it before we got there, and this is what I shared. And whether it was received or not is not my problem. I had a, about 150, maybe 200 people in the, in the auditorium probably scratching their heads saying, what is this guy talking about? But here's what, I, here's, what I, here's what I got out of this. I'm saying this to you because this is destiny for all of us. Do you believe that the wells of awakening are really, really in the earth right now? Do you believe that, that, that the Holy Spirit can do through a people what he did back then because absolutely he's able to. So uh, I go there and I give this message because I realize that on the 29th, I'm supposed to speak at the Audi Theater. It was the day before this man died. This was his last sermon out in Exeter, right? This is out in Exeter. Did you know that? It's sitting on the side of the road. It looks like it needs to be fixed because it's kind of tilted. But we anointed this and we called forth the wells of awakening to come back from the first great awakening. Come on. I want the dead cats thrown at me. How's that? No, really. And that's what happened with him. They didn't want him around. People were throwing, but there were thousands and it said that they could hear him from almost a mile away with none of this. Come on, something supernatural was happening then. And we're believing for it the same now. What I'm saying is we have a date with destiny. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to show you everything is lining up. And in the very near future, like for 2020, it's like we're at the door. And I want to show you this because there's something that we need to believe for. And God wants to pull us into his time, not our own time. Because sometimes we get lazy and we go to sleep. Come on. We sleep and God wants to bring us into it. And so here, so he preached his last sermon. We just begin to declare and, and at the state house, and what I didn't know till now, 
I didn't know till a few weeks ago that he wasn't received there. But there was something, come on, how, do you, how many know that the sound of your voice, when you begin to declare things, and you begin to release things, and you begin to release what was in, come on, George Whitfield had prayers that he prayed. This, remember this, uh, we were in intercession a few, uh, month, last month, and I could see the bowls of intercession being poured, and fire was coming from the sky. Like, all the prayers of the saints were being tilted, come on, and it's, it's biblical, it's in Revelation. I know someone already walked out, maybe more will walk out before the end of this. But the Holy Spirit is bringing the prayers of the saints into fruition. Come on, it's coming to the time, and we're at the tipping point where things are going to be poured out, and the fire from heaven is falling right now as we speak. I know it is. And the, the question becomes is, is, do we step into it, or do we stay back from it? Do we embrace it, or do we put it off for another day? Like, this isn't the last day harvest. I'll get to Bible. I'll read some Bible verses. Hold on. I promise you. But there's things that the Lord wants us to say. So I really, when I, I was praying before all this, and actually it was after these meetings. It was after these meetings. And I began to pray, and the Lord, be, you know, I had a supernatural experience, and I've said this before, that I was in the bedroom praying, and all of a sudden in the midst of praying in pretty much the dark, I mean, I had light on in, on one part of the room, these candle lights that my wife has in, the, has in the window began to light, but not just like, oh, the light went on, not like the wind blew and the light went on. It was like a torch. It was a burning, shining torch that came into, into the room and, and illuminated. And, I, and the Lord, I heard the Lord say this. He said, no one's picked up the mantle of awakening. The torch was never handed off to the next generation. And then he, he asked the question, how many want a question from the Lord? Will you take it to the next generation? Like, who will do it? And there are people on the earth that will do it. And I'm saying, what, are we, what, are we, what were we born for? I'm trying to get to a point, because if we're just happy with happy patty cake religion, <laughs> right? If I'm happy just being happy, and I, don't, I think joy's part of it. Don't get me wrong. But I believe that the Holy Spirit wants us to grab something and wants us to step into it. So he wants to give you authority to release the torch of awakening. You know that. We did this already. We gave the torch away before, right? We're not doing that again because you got it. And if you didn't get it, you can get it tonight. But the reality is that he said this. These are the words the Lord spoke. I'm saying this out of my own. These are out of my own journal notes. I'm giving you authority to release the torch of awakening, and I'm commissioning you to light the torch to mass evangelism. What does that even look like? What does that look like? Which will cause a burning net of awakening to cross the land. You say, well, that's probably, that's awful high. That's a lot. I believe it is a lot. And in my own mind, I can't think, I'm like, how, what, how, how's that even happening? Like, we're the small ministry, and I'm not despising the days of small beginnings. But the influence needs to increase and change. Something has to shift, right? Okay. So then the Lord said, travail brings breakthrough. Travail brings breakthrough. That's not working for it. That's coming to a place where we decide that we are going to seek God more than we ever sought Him before. Why? So that change will happen. What is breakthrough? Breakthrough is change. Breakthrough shifts. Breakthrough moves things. Breakthrough 
moves things in the heavens so that we can see a shift and a change and a movement, right? And so I was asking the Lord about this, God, what's the timing? Because after all these events last year, I'm like, where are we, God? Because that's when you're, sitting, when you're standing there and you're in the midst of a prophetic dream that you had 10 years ago. It was for that moment, right? I'm testifying to this because there's something that God wants to release on us as a corporate body, as a regional body, as someone who's dreaming God's dreams. What did I say at the beginning? If someone prophesies something to me, you can step under that. If I begin to prophesy something in the room, you should step under it and tend to receive it and take it. So when I say things like this, I give you authority to release the torch of awakening, then you should grab it and run with it. Like that is words that are given life and releasing life. Are you hearing me? This is where we're going. <laughs> this is where we're running. Like I'm running at this. Like it's a giant. It looks like a giant. In New England, it looks like this massive giant, Right? Well, where's the giant killers in the room? Because someone's called to, to slay a giant. Someone's called to go after the thing, even though it doesn't even look possible. Hello. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not taking another offering for the stadium. <laughs> not yet. have to figure something out we're gonna have to something's gotta happen there's gonna have to be a shift but we really i'm asking the lord so personally and corporately what does this look like personally and corporately what does this look like so everyone in this room should be saying what time is it god because <laughs> that's what i came out of this whole thing with god what time is it where are we where what's happening lord and so i began to I put a fleece out to the Jesus. How many have ever done that? Come on. All right, only five people that aren't, aren't lying. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but I put a fleece out to the Lord. I said, God, I, I would like a sign. I'd like a sign. I said, I want, I want a watch. I want someone to release a watch to me. You know, it doesn't need to be $2,000. That would be great. We'll take $2,000 watches. But it doesn't need to be some fancy wash. I just, I'm just like, it could be a timepiece that's even a child's toy. You hearing me? And so personally, when, when I, I asked this, I felt like the Lord convicted me. <laughs> and I knew, like, all of a sudden, everything started showing me. It's time. It's time. Like, I had all kinds of signs, like, but not a watch. Here's the deal. Are you with me? Come on. I'm reeling you in. I'm reeling you in. Because it's a lot. There's a lot of pieces. But the Spirit of God began to just convict me. I was like, okay, God, it's a wicked and perverse generation that asks for a sign. Come on, that's biblical. And I was half kidding with the Lord, but I repented. I'm like, sorry, I should know what time. Because we should know the time and the season we're in. Didn't I say this before? You should know the time and the season you're in. I, what, what that means is you're responsible for your time. You're responsible for all those clocks, right? You're responsible for the clock. You can put the last clock up because there's going to be one prophetic time that we're going to zone in on. Isn't that a pretty one? I like that one. 
So I put a fleece out to the Lord, and I said, no, I'm good. And all these things kept coming up, like uh, there was an event down in Connecticut called It's Time. And so I'm like, okay, that's good enough for me. Like, I'm good. And I made, made motion in my own life to like, because I want to know when can I go full on. Like, when can I go completely after this? And I'm saying to you tonight that God's saying, go completely after it. The promises God has given you, he's saying, go after it. The promises that you're going to ask him for, that he's going to continue to reveal to you, go after it. Don't delay, right? There's no more delay. And I, and I feel like it, it took me a while to step into what he's, he's saying right now because of so many different things that I had in my life going on, right? I had so many different moving parts. But the Lord said, go ahead, make plans. And what the plans were was to, to leave what I'm doing vocationally and do this full time. Like, that's it, right? You, you'd say, well, that's all right. That's, that's fine. Well, it's not when I'm, <laughs> you know, comfort beckons. You know, the word from Lou Engle. Like, comfort beckons. Like, I don't mind going to work and making money and providing for my family. So this scary thing of faith stepping out, it's not scary at all. Why? Because God gave me a watch. <laughs> no, here, here's the deal. Because I had already made a decision in my heart and I already made plans. Like July, I'm speaking this now. This is because it's time to say it. July was the month that I'm, I'm on the way out. Like I'm doing the last two jobs that I'm supposed to do and we're out. We're out. Like I'm not getting insured again. <laughs> it's just over, baby. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> so, is, is my wife scared? No, absolutely not. Come on. I'm saying this to say we got to believe God to bring us into that. And here's the cool thing. I ex totally was oblivious, but I'm going to bring us back to Whitfield again. Because it's not by accident. So I go to a wedding. I got one of my spiritual sons, he, he invites me to be in his wedding. Like I'm like the oldest groomsman on the planet. Right? For these, all these 20-somethings, right? I was at the Arsenal's wedding, but they all want me in, you know. We want to keep you young with us. I'm young, but I'm not that young. Come on. And here's the deal. So he, he, he asked me to be one of his groomsmen, and I said, at first I was like, oh, man. You, I was just like, I didn't know what I wanted, you know. Chris, don't, if you're watching this, I know you'll be watching later. That's the, I just didn't know what to do. So I said yes. <laughs> right? And so I, we go, and I, I rejoice in the fact that they, they were, what they were doing and just him and Elise and so many good things, right, Chris, Chris Daigle. And so here's the deal. So we're ready. We're getting ready. We're getting dressed. And we're in um, the New Bridgeport Church. You know where that is, where George Whitfield is buried. Come on, somebody. It's getting better. I promise you. And you can't set this up. You can't. You can't even make it up. You can't. What I'm going to tell you, you can't make up. So we're in there, and we get all dressed, and of course, you already know the punchline probably, but he's giving gifts to his groomsmen, except I am like clueless. Like, I'm clueless. I am clueless. I really am <laughs> on certain things. Like, because I had already made a decision in my heart that I was doing this. Like, it was already in motion. Like, it was done. Like, already the words have been spoken to to those that needed to be spoken to, and, and the Spirit of God 
it was like yay and, yay and amen on me, right? So I did this, and then he, we opened these boxes, and I get this watch. I'm like, cool, I got a new watch. I put it on. I don't even think nothing. I think nothing because I, I asked the I fleeced, and then I repented. That's why. As far as the east is from the west, like so are my sins, right, from him. It wasn't a sin. Come on. Because you know why? Because he loves me because I'm his son. So I walk into the reception. I've been at the service. You know, they get married. I'm standing in line out there waiting to get in, sweating in a tuxedo. And I go in and I sit down next to my wife and she looks right at my wrist. What's that on your wrist? I said, oh, Chris gave me that. She goes, no. The Lord gave you that. And I just started to, oh, my. You know, I just started to cry. I like, so crazy. So good. How good is God? I'm telling you this because you, uh, this should give you faith. Funny little things because this is, this is awesome. Look, it's made out of wood. Like, who does that? And the second hand is red. Come on, there's all kinds of prophetic implications just about this watch. Leather, brown, just... So here's the deal, right? I get this, and I'm like, wow, this is crazy, God. And the next morning, the Lord's like, what day was it? I said, what do you mean, what day was it? I've been hanging around with Dan, Daniel too long. What day was it? It was 519. He says, yeah, look up 519. So I'll look up 519 in the Passion Translation, right? This has two meanings because it's my sister's birthday as well as the day they got married. So it speaks of wedding, but my sister was adopted. The spirit of adoption. And I'm telling you, there's something that, that's on this for you. So just, just take this. It, it says this. It says, I speak to you timeless truth. Oh, it's, it's going to get better, I promise. It's going to get even more it's better. The son does, is not able to do anything from him for himself or through his own initiative. Is that even real? Is that even a real verse? God bless you. I only do the works I see the Father doing, for the Son does the same works as the Father. Because the Father loves the Son so much, He always reveals to me everything He's about to do. You will all, you will all be amazed when He shows even greater works than what you've ever seen so far. Come on. How, I can't even, this watch is amazing. But the word is even greater. Come on, it's, my, it's your father speaking to you. Saying he knows what you're about to do and you need him. You can't do anything on your own. But you only do what you see the father doing. That's all you can do. You can't do it on your own, right? We can't do it on our own. And so when you get a word from the Holy Spirit, which is the best word you can, and it comes right out of the written word, right? Come on, the written word brings life. And when the Spirit of God brings, just blows on it, then something incredible begins to happen. So I'm saying for you, right, right now, what, what's happening right here, and this doesn't, I don't mean, that I gloat, I'm gloating in the testimony of it, yes. But it's for you as well. Are you hearing me? Because my Bible says the same thing yours does. It says, whatever you ask, 
Whatever you ask the Father, you begin to do. You, he'll begin to all of a sudden unfold those things. And God's into unfolding things so that we can step into them, not be outside of that, right? And so he says this, right? Even better, even better. I didn't even finish it. For just like the Father has power to raise the dead, the Son will raise the dead and give life to whomever he wants. What is that talking It's talking about awakening the dead. Talking about speaking life and bringing life to dead things. And what has been dead in this, in this region for a long time? Come on, they, I don't believe at all. Listen, already the combustion's happening. <laughs> and, and our job, our commission, is to release the fire and the torch of, of awakening. Yes, right? And so God is, God is going to do this through just people who are ready to do it. Come on, all you have to do is be ready to do it. All you have to do is be available to do it. And let me just back up a minute because I feel like there's something. The fact that I was in that church over a dead man's grave, he was literally underneath us as he handed me the watch. Literally. The grave was underneath us of Mr. Whitfield, the father of awakening in New England. Like literally New England. And so how many think like we're in collision with purpose and destiny? Not just me, but you. Like this is, why, this is why you were born. Can I proclaim things over you? This is why you were born. Like to live it out and to really be in the midst of it and to really bring travail to it and just really ask the Lord about it. And, and prayer movements are great and I love it, but I'm telling you God's going to open up. There's going to be a grace on it. Watch. Because God gives grace to do the things that he... he he calls us to do, and he's going to put a grace on it to step into the greater, right? The greater glory is here. It's coming. It's moving towards us. It's unfolding every day if we just have eyes to see and ears to hear. Are you hearing me, right? Brings me to the next dream. <laughs> see, I told you, you know, it sounded like I dream all the time. I didn't. I just had this. This one was pretty close, like recent, right? It was the beginning. It was right before we got Charlie Champ champ to come and uh i think we already had um david hogan in line because uh, uh brian garen had connected us already and that was already in process maybe not the fullness of the <laughs> sign and uh i got a confirmation that he is coming so just the other day so we got him but here's the deal i'm just gonna go through this i had a dream with Ch charlie and Bryn champ who were coming in august right and so let me tell you why I'm saying these things, because God has put and lined everything up so that we can have great faith for the things that are ahead. It's not just a conference. It's not just another place that, you know, okay, another event. I don't believe that one minute, right? Sometimes we can do things out of obligation, and we did sign up through 2020, and I think that's strategic too. But we, we will... I say that because we'll have one more conference next year and we'll reassess because I felt like that's what the Lord said. But we will, ready? This dream was crazy because all of a sudden we were, it was Lisa and I and we, the champs show up at our house. It was like strange. And I'm like, what is this? Totally off guard, right? And I'm, I'm thinking in my brain, in my dream, what are they even doing here? Like, you know what I mean? It's just so funny. But it was like a vision again, right? And so I'm walking with Charlie and we walk into this big... Uh, arena. <laughs> Walk into arena 
with him, and the first person I see is David Hogan. That's a coincidence, right? Come on. I'm walking in, and there's David Hogan. What's he doing? He's, the power of God is moving and flowing, and he's just beginning to lay hands on people, and things are right in sync, and God is just healing people. Demons are coming out of people. People are getting creative miracles, all kinds of wild things happening. But we're walking through like this is where we belong. Like we own the place. And then I see, I see other people who, if I said their names, they were in that room. Like people that are in the midst of movements right now. What am I saying? I'm saying we are destined to be in the middle of a movement. And nothing better than a movement that moves. Come on. You can be in a movement that doesn't move, and that's a problem. Right? But God's calling us to be in a movement that's in motion and going. And so I'm saying this. I'm going to be done soon because there's something about being in the right time. Why am I saying all this tonight? Because I felt like I can't hold it in anymore. That's number one. Because it's just been all unraveling. And the more I get in with God, the more I'm like, oh, I just want to. Let it go. The Holy Spirit wants to invade our lives in a crazy, radical way. And he's waiting for us to say, yeah, come on. Come on. It's time. Come on. It's time. Right? So I started thinking, and then here's the deal. So we got, we got August with this conference with Charlie, and then we go to September. And guess where September, guess where, go back to that other slide. <laughs> Can you go back to the, uh, yeah, the one with the stone. There we go. Yep. Guess when he's coming? September 29th. Guess what day it is? Day of Atonement. What does that all mean? Yeah, I know. Prophets will make your head spin. It's good. It's we can't be, we can't be. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, we're in the right place at the right time. With Brother Hogan coming in. When I when Brian Jordan came and that was like spontaneous, Henry brought them here, and I was like, what is happening with these people? Like I felt like I known the Jordans. Brian and, and Pamela for 20 years. It was strange. And he looks at me, he goes, Brother, Brother Hogan's coming, you better fast. I'm like, oh boy. I felt the fear of the Lord. I'm like, you know, and we're joking about Batman, but he's talking about fasting and I'm like, oh. So I'm, I'm encouraging us, listen, it, fasting's not a bad word. It's a wonderful word that all of a sudden is going to break chains on the, in the region, right? And so I need to convince myself of that because I feel like I'm going to die half the time. <laughs> like I did, I fast for three days, it might as well be 30. <laughs> I'm saying that jokingly, right? I'm making light. But I'm telling you this, be encouraged. Guys, the Day of Atonement is when God unloads the stuff. Like it sets the tone for the whole rest of the year. It sets the tone for the Jewish New Year. It sets everything in motion and Bob Jones used to receive 
uh, and Bobby Connor still does, and Paul Keith and all, a bunch of people receive like downloads what God's saying and what God's speaking to the prophets throughout, come on, that season. All through Rosh Hashanah. I'm saying this to get re- so that we're ready, right? Because it's July, and I'm like, if we're not ready for this, if we don't, because you got to know what season you're going into. So I'm saying this so that we have expectation of what happens, right? And so there's this amazing thing that I felt like the Lord said. He said, it's going to be 249 years. Come on, I got Daniel Basilio still messing with me. You got me on this numbers thing, man. So the Lord gave me this. Psalms 24 and verse 9. 249 years, what is that? Since George Whitfield declared the gospel in an open-air meeting. That was the last time in New England. And there was thousands there in a field. Come on, somebody. That should get somebody excited. So, Psalms 24, verse 9. The Passion Translation as usual lately. So wake up. You living gateways and rejoice. Fling wide, you ageless doors of destiny. Here he comes. The king of glory is ready to come in. I don't know. I know. You can't make it up. You can't. Like, it's crazy. I wasn't looking. It was just one scripture I looked at. That was it. Done. Like, the Lord put me right there. And I say that. You can read the rest of it because it's all good. Right? All of Psalm 24 is good. But the reality is this, is that Jesus is coming to New England in power. We're believing in miracles. We're believing for signs and wonders. Come on. God's given us an opportunity to have two prophetic ministries come, one raging evangelist that's going to shake this place that just makes a habit of raising the dead. So be ready. What I'm saying is don't walk into the, <laughs> I'm saying this, don't walk into the, to the sessions like, you know, because we can get lazy, right? We just go, oh, come to receive. Yeah, you're coming to receive, but you're coming to bring God with you so that the expectations begin to flow and we begin to move in what God called us to from the very beginning. You've been destined for this time. So what is even, to, I'm like, God, what is even, 2020 look like because i i've been saying this about 2020 there's expectation that we should have um i know sometimes like i'm like a <sighs> god's good get ready i'm telling you begin to fast begin to pray begin to press in it's not by works it's not by works but I'm telling you, the closer you get in with Jesus right now, the better off we are. I want him to come, and I want him to steamroll the whole place. And if anything's standing that's not, like, I don't want anything standing. I want it all burned. If it doesn't look like Jesus, I want it all burned. If, if, it, if we don't look like what God, look, like God wants us to look like, I want it to go. If I'm not in the drunken glory like I should be, then God help me. Because I really, we need joy. We need anticipation. We need to believe God filling us, like I spoke of on Friday night, like fullness of God is coming to fill you so that you have all these things moving in your life. 
right? It's the fullness of who he is that's going to bring us into this. And, I, and we, there's no other way. There's just no other way. I have no other message. <laughs> God's coming, and you need to get ready. Because I'm telling you, it's time. I have a watch to prove it. Like, he gave me this. It's incredible. So I'm warning you. Just be ready. I'm excited with you. Just be ready. Ready? Galatians 6, 9. There was a couple more scriptures. Well, one's not a scripture. Sorry. It's a quote. Galatians 6, 9 said, Let us not grow weary while, do, while doing good. For in due season, in the Kairos appointed time, You'll reap if we don't lose heart. That's a good word every day. Come on, you should, that, that should be on your refrigerator. Like really, it should be on our refrigerator, right? So let us not grow weary. The better word is disheartened. Listen, don't be disheartened because you don't see the manifestation of something right now in this moment because it will come. I'm telling you, the crazy thing is I have dreams and I tuck them away and then all of a sudden it's, I'm walking in it. Like, it's crazy. The Philippines was the same thing. I'm walking in a dream that I had a year and a half before, and then the fire of God hits a meeting, and all the deaf are uh, healed, right? So it was just crazy. And other things that would happen, not all the deaf, but most of the deaf were healed. That's a little evangelistic on that. But do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm. <laughs> this is how God wants to speak. He wants you to have faith and believe that God's about to do something amazing over your life. And it doesn't matter. You don't have to have dreams. Because honestly, I don't have a lot of dreams. If you dream, it's good. Come on, Becca, just lay hands on us all. Callie, get some dreamers over there. They're, they're dreaming all the time. But I feel like I don't dream much. But when they come, they're significant. Right? I know when it's pizza and I know when it's Jesus. You know? So Mark Twain, I just thought this, I was, uh, someone gave me a book on raising the dead. That was you. Donna gave me that book on raising the dead. It's going to, you know, perfect timing. But here we go. I'm just reading this. This is a quote from Mark Twain that I saw in the forward. I was like, wow, this is just epic. It's epic because it's true and it's got everything to do, right? It's not by chance we're here on July 4th weekend because of what I'm about to say to you. There's going to be perfect liberty coming. Ready? Mark Twain said this, In the beginning of change, the patriot is a scarce man, brave, hated, and scorned. But when, he, when his cause succeeds, the timid join him, for then it costs nothing to be a patriot. Ooh, come on, somebody. That's like, that should be gospel right there. You know what I'm saying? Those, I sh it, it can be put like this. In the beginning of change, the trailblazers, the ones who bring breakthrough, the ones who go forth like the lions that I was talking about a few weeks ago, raging without hindrance, fierce people. Judah going forth. When that goes forth, there's a scarce man. <laughs> Come on. They don't have people around them because why? Because people are mostly afraid of you or they think you're completely off your wall. 
But when he succeeds, you tend to join. What I'm asking you tonight is when do you think is a good time to jump on? I already said the train was leaving months ago. Just get on the train, man, and, and run. Run. Because I believe this is true, that what we're about to step into can do one of two things. Everyone can run towards it. This is what I'm praying, that we just run at it. Right? Remember the story about David and Goliath. It said that the giant just began to just mock him, and he just said, I'm running at this dude. I'm half his size, but I'm running at him. What I'm saying is don't be intimidated by the things that God may ask you to do. Don't be intimidated. God's about to speak certain things to people in this room. Just step into it. Right? Just believe that he's speaking. The Come on. When he, you know when it's him. I think you can hear God better than you think. I feel like sometimes ministry up here makes people who are sitting there think that they can't hear God. And you can hear God. You can hear his voice. Yeah, sometimes it takes some time and we're trying to learn. But I'm telling you, the spirit of God is strong in the region. The, the, the Holy Spirit is waiting for people to go and burn before him. And that, that there's more and more of his presence and fire in the, in, in the immediate region right here. And so I'm praying, what does it look like? Like what is a breakout and awakening? Is it one by one? Because we're trying that and that's going slow. Am I impatient? No, I'm not impatient. I'm actually very patient. But if God says to go after it and to believe for the big and believe for the greater and believe for, for what's been prophesied, like do we step into a Paul Cain prophecy? Or do we say, no, we're in New England. It doesn't, it doesn't apply to us. Huh. Don't even look like that. Don't say no. I'm telling you, How's a, billion souls, how's a billion souls supposed to come to Christ? Anyway. I'm looking for trailblazers. I'm looking for those who, who are going to step in. I'm looking for those who are brave. You can help me. Come on. And I believe that's our call tonight. Like, know that we're in the right time. Know that we're right there. We're right in the right time. Do I have to convince you anymore? Honestly, all those things, it's like, I can't make that up. I can't ma even make up, you know, like one scripture like that. 519. Psalm 24, 9. Remember those. Look at those. Meditate on them. I tell you timeless truth. That God's about to break out on your life. He's, not, he's no longer going to just... <laughs> he's waiting for us. That's all. He's waiting for us to step in. So let's, let's, let's stand up, sit down, whatever you want to do. Go ahead.
get the microphone one second. I want everyone to hear you. Because you said something great last week. and I <laughs> So we are the gate, and we are to let the king of glory come there in. There you go. King of glory, come now. Yeah. King of glory, come. We are all gates. Open your eye gate. Open your ear gate. Let the king come of glory. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So step up into that right now, right? Right as we just, we're going to worship. And I don't, I don't think, uh, want prayer for that? Great. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just feeling like God wants to spill on you right now. And just, if people are, are needing time sync, we'll, we'll pray for that. How's that? We'll pray for people that synchronize into what God's saying. But I'm telling you, Donna just spoke the word, and that's what it is. Open your gate. If we open our gate right now, God will come smashing in. He'll come flooding in. The King of Glory comes flooding in when we open ourselves up, when we put aside the things that have hindered him from coming in, we just ask the Lord to come in right now. Holy Spirit, we invite you. We open our gates right now, all of our gates right now. The Lord, that your glory would come. Lord, you showed the greater glory, not for entertainment, not for some nice dream. Father, I believe in believing for the greater glory to come flooding into this region. And Lord, it's going to start with us as doors because you are doors you are gates if you open yourself up to 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 things that aren't God that's going to close the gate but we want the flood of glory God we open ourselves up to you right now and we thank you for what you're about to do in these moments and Lord we give ourselves completely to you and we thank you for who you are and who you created us to be we thank you for destiny. We thank you for purpose. We thank you that you know our every thought, our every intent. You know what we need in every moment. We love you, God. 